0: Hello and welcome to Keep the Podcast Alive. My guest this episode is Andy Whitman. Andy, how are you doing, you okay, mate? I'm
1: good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on.
0: No problem at all. Thanks for agreeing to come on. How are you doing? You all right, yeah? I'm good, thank you. Yes, brilliant, thank you. How are you? Good stuff, good stuff. I'm very well, I'm very well, thank you. Um, Yeah, looking forward to uh, getting another episode of the podcast out, speaking to another, Phonics fanatic. Um, so we, we've. this is the first episode where we've kind of made a list of things to talk about. Usually, um, you know, I, I just talk as as I come, you know, straight off the top of my head. But um, which has sometimes landed me in a bit of trouble, um, mainly with a wife. I slagged off Ed Sheeran recently and she was like, you can't say that. You can't say that. But there we are. I said it. Um, we got a list of things to talk about so I'm excited about this episode. Um so tell me about how did you find the band, um Andy?
1: Um well, um it was when I was at school, um and pretty much it was all the Britpop kind of stuff back then, um Oasis and stuff and um I remember when they released Just Lookin' And okay. um that sort of sparked my interest and I remember mentioning it to my mum and my mum got me it for my birthday, um, March nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And that was it really. Sort of listened to that album and was like, Oh my god, you know, I mm-hmm. need to hear more of this band and then um where it gets around and then the rest is history. Do you know? What I mean, I I just wanted <laughs> yeah. everything
0: stereophonics from that point. <laughs> Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, nineteen ninety nine is just looking. Um, So you mentioned you were in school. You we might be about a similar age then, mid to late thirties.
1: Yeah, I've um, I've just turned
0: thirty eight. Okay, okay. Thank you. So you mentioned that on here. (laughs) Sorry, mate. I'll cut it out if you want to. But yeah, I'm thirty eight as well. So very similar age. Um, So you know. I think just look, it might've been the first single from the, uh, from the second album. So it went too far into their kind of stereophonics journey that you came across them. How, how did you, um, how did you come across, um, just looking, I'm just interested, interesting to know.
1: Well, I mean, it was, it was a big song at the time. I remember it seemed to be on everything and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, cause I was into that sort of music. It was sort of bundled in with a lot of, you know, um, other music that was out at that time and yeah just, he just i liked his voice you know i quite like rod stewart and um that sort of more raspy voice like i think um whenever you go and see a tribute band i always feel like they try and rasp it more than his rasp actually is but yeah i do kind of like it. it's it's kelly's voice isn't it let's be honest like that voice yeah. nobody's like him and that's what got me hooked really um yeah
0: yeah well, you mentioned Rod Stewart there. I think that's why, you know, um, the voice, that's why I think they took handbags and made it even better than Rod Stewart's version. It was Kelly's voice that made it. Um, mm. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, so your first album leading to start of collecting, so you just mentioned performance and cocktails there. Um, so you heard Just looking. In. I'm assuming you went and bought P&C after that
1: yeah well i got it yeah like i like i say i got it for my birthday okay um and that and that was the start of the journey really and from that point yeah. on um just started buying everything and um when i when i um left school and started college um a few of my friends that might listen to this podcast out of interest will remember that Whenever it was when Jeep was coming out, Mr. Writer and Step on My Old Size Nines, all them sorts of songs. And I remember that album trying to get it on as the songs were being released. I was on Napster trying to get hold of it, you know, like people (laughs) people of a certain age will remember Napster Um, and and getting like these dodgy, uh, awful sounding things Um, and talking to my mates at college about it. And when it was finally released, um just getting all the singles, all the vinyls, everything. I had to have every version of it. It was it was a bit bizarre, really. And I'm <laughs> still not out of that.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Um, but I mean, it was just like I wanted everything. It was it was really strange. Like um, and I remember HMV back then when the album came out. Um they did this thing where they had all the singles out where you could just buy them from from HMV so I was like ace one so I was, I was buying them all and the vinyl singles back then were about a quid two quid yeah yeah I did have a vinyl player but collected them and then <laughs> obviously now vinyl's in but back then like um sort of the early 2000s like you didn't see vinyl anywhere it was no it was it's it's so yeah. expensive because all all that stuff really was very rare back then. So if you've got originals from then, it was yeah, it's worth keeping hold of.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, so how how many different versions of performance and cocktails have you actually got?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm honest. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm I'm now trying to just keep it to vinyls, just to um because it gets daft but um like for instance like vinyls like, like the latest vinyl i'm sure any collector will sort of be nodding their head to this but you've got to have each color of the vinyl you can't just go out and have one one yeah. vinyl. you gotta have the, the different colors the yellows and all such things so it's just a little bit i suppose it's a bit obsessive in a way um but I think the collectors will understand what i mean when i say if it says limited edition that's the one you want and you don't want a normal that, one.
0: that is it and to be honest like i um i only started collecting vinyls maybe last year 2000 or, or the year before 2020 maybe and i didn't i didn't realize like the different versions until the last couple of albums and mm. i'm i'm not I'm not one to buy different versions of vinyls. I got the, the blue one of the latest album. And I, but I look on Facebook and I see people, Oh, where can I get the yellow album? Where can I get the blue vinyl? Where can I get um, the black one? Um, you know, there was a pink version of Kind and a black one. And I'm like, my wife would kill me if I collected them all. I think <laughs> I'd have to hide them, you know, sneak, sneak them into the house.
1: Yeah, I think um... I think uh, Lauren, my missus, she's yeah, uh, she's sort of she's a she's a fan as well. So I think that sort of gets me out the woods a little bit. Um, okay. But of course, these ones, if it says limited edition, me being me, I don't play it. So I've got vinyl. I've got literally a whole dresser full of vinyl
0: there. Nice, nice. Just... It's
1: it's just full of vinyl I've never played. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it because I wouldn't want to, you know. It's, it's, it's to collect. It's not to play. That's it. No. Um, but yeah, she, she's okay with it. So she softens with maybe.
0: So, do you buy like, um, do you buy a standard version to play, or do you just purely collect them and not listen to them?
1: Yeah, what I normally do is I'll, I'll buy like the ones that are limited edition. I will buy them once first. Mm-hmm. And then, when sometimes when it's been out a while, you'll see it in there cheaper. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think oh, I'll get that one to play. Yeah, like kind. I I I must have probably about four or five versions of of kind. I've got a picture really? disc, Yeah, one that's signed. One that's a different color. Yeah, and then one to play. <laughs> it sounds yeah. That's, it sounds bad. You now no, I'm saying help. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's,
0: it's it's great, mate, but. Yeah, I get what you say. The standard ones, they'll always be available, I guess. Like I said, I started um, maybe a year or two ago collecting vinyls and I picked up like performance of cocktails, for example, something like twenty twenty five quid. quid. Mm. Um, you know, it, word gets around a little bit tougher to get. I think I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe there was, was just a limited edition, but that's quite difficult to get hold of, I think from what I've seen anyway, but um,
1: it depends if it's
0: it depends if you're getting a reissue or a or one
1: that actually is an original one like um obviously if you want an original one you know you are you are paying over a hundred pounds yeah for each of the vinyls certainly until very recently um fortunately i i got my word gets around i remember when i bought it actually i was in leeds and um just shopping in leeds was a in one of the shopping places there that upstairs there was a record shop and it was back when records weren't a thing um and i, I remember buying it it was like 15 quid yeah um, Wow. And I, I remember just seeing the artwork big like wow that looks ace you know <laughs> just it's like a massive cd yeah and so i bought it and, and i don't know why but there was just something in me that just bought bought the vinyls as they came out as well so fortunately a lot of my collection i didn't have to pay the hundreds of pounds for yeah yeah. but there is there is a couple that i I need and i'm on the hunt for like uh, pull the pin is one okay keep calm and carry on is another one difficult one to get hold of yeah
0: yeah yeah my, my wife my daughter normally get me one for things like father's day birthdays or christmas so they're helping me with it but It's one of those things you know i i'll I'll get them when i can you know what i mean if i come across it i'll get it um but the, the last few albums since i've been collecting um or since i've um since i've really come back in you know the band have come into my interest again um because up until between maybe graffiti and Um Scream Above the Sounds. I kind of not fell out of love with the band, but I'm like I listened to them, but I I stopped buying the CDs. Um maybe because they were so available online and stuff. Um but then Scream Above the Sounds came 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 out and I was like I got back into you know listening to them, collecting stuff. Um so it's I'm, I'm missing a lot of the albums, um, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think I've got about six or seven now.
1: Um, but you know, like,
0: yeah, like, like you, I, I see so many people on Instagram with so many versions of of vinyls and CDs from abroad. And I'm like, mm. like I said, my missus would kill me if I bought that much stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think, like you say, if you was chasing it, like sometimes you do find yourself, especially being on these websites, these collecting websites, um, it's great because somebody will go, oh, there's a pull the pin available on vinyl. But of course, that's gone on a collecting website where everyone yeah. wants it. Um, yeah. So I, I think the last time pull the pin um, came on, I bid up to... Um, there's a Mrs. listening. (laughs) (laughs) I think I went up to 300. Wow. Um, But it went for more than that. Um, That's crazy. And that's how much it it kind of is. And of course, with that one, there isn't a reissue. So like, when it gets around performance cocktails, there's reissue so you can pick them up for 20 25 quid. Yeah, the issue one. And that puts the price down a bit for your collecting because yeah, you know, but there isn't, yeah. You foot, so yeah.
0: So if if you want that, pull the pin, then you're looking at top dollar, very much yeah. top dollar.
1: Yeah, because wow. everyone on the website, I think somebody on on the website bought it. I was seconds away from it. I was, um, yeah, I was down to about six seconds on on wow. eBay, but um, it went again. It went blew me out of the water. Actually, the guy who paid for it obviously just wanted it. And yeah. Fair play is, if you're willing to pay, then you're willing to pay, aren't you?
0: That's it. Like you said, there's so many people in your shoes who need that album for their collection. You, you know, you're gonna pay it. Um, wow, that's mad, it's crazy. That's mad. <laughs> I'm gonna put that one on my Christmas list now, I think. Then tell my <laughs> missus about it now.
1: <laughs> you ought to be looking around s- all the little shops every time you go shopping and you yeah. know, all these old record shops and stuff just to see if it's there. You never know. Well, that's-
0: recently down by us um i live in barry and they've created uh, um a place called good sheds so it's basically um i think a lot of the cities are doing it it's like um um shipping containers all stacked up and each one of them is like a shop to make sort of a shopping center made out of shipping containers they've got a record shop in there, so i might go and look actually <laughs> I might go and look
1: yeah worth worth trying to find
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, so we were just chatting before we came on um, about um, gigs and stuff. We were talking about Day at the Races. Um, what was the first gig you attended?
1: Yeah, my my first gig was um, at Donington. Um, day at the Races.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and we were just talking before and um, I always found it really Odd that when the DVD we, was released, that no footage was from Donington. It's all the indoor one that was at Cardiff. Okay. Yeah, there was um, Donington and Chepstow, and uh, Chepstow was cancelled for. I think you said foot and mouth, wasn't it? Foot and Something mouth. Like I that. think it was. Yeah. So they relocated it to to Cardiff, which was, I mean, great, obviously for for the Welsh fans because you know Cardiff is was probably their biggest thing that they did yeah i always found i always thought thought it was a bit disappointing that there wasn't much footage of the the actual songs from donington for some reason because i remember being at that gig and it was huge i don't think i have really i mean i've been to festivals and stuff but the amount of people there was it, it was just a sea of heads it was like the old days of Going to an outdoor kind of gig, it's where they do yeah, Download right. Festival. So it, the scale of it was massive. Some yeah. great fans there. The um, Black Crows were there. I think Feeder were there. I think Feeder were just following Stereophonics for about <laughs> five or six years. So there was at every single gig, you know, always supporting them. I remember yeah. once. I remember once one thing about Feeder. I remember once um, I went to see Stereophonics at Millennium Stadium. And it was it wasn't a great gig because I was seated at the back and I just didn't feel part of it. It was really strange. But they they was they were supporting Stereophonics. And I remember them saying, oh, next year we're going to head we're going to head Millennium Stadium. And it was just like a bit of an awkward sort of
0: <laughs> No, you ain't.
1: No, no, <laughs> I don't think so, pal. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, always. That's another strange one. Maybe, maybe someone on the pod would know why Feeder supported Sirefrank so much.
0: Yeah. Well, um, usually when I get a question like this, um, I go to Simon, who's been well in. He well, he was well in with a band for years and years and years, and I might just ask him and, um, you know what what the thing is. Um, Feeder. Um, they were Welsh. right? They were Welsh weren't they Feeder.
1: I don't know. I, no, I don't Surely. think there was I don't not? think there was actually no. I don't think there was no. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, yeah, Fat yeah, good band. Yeah, um, had some of their albums and stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, they seem to be around. But yeah, going back to the Donington gig, there was a few supporting um people that were at the Donington gig. Might remember that the Crocketts played another band. I think Kelly's mentioned them a couple of times. The guy from the Crockett's actually hit himself in the head with the, the top of his guitar, and he was he was bleeding. And I don't know; how it didn't knock him out. To be fair, but a few people on the might remember that because um, it was. I was right um, in the pit bit at the front, and um, it was like, "Oh my god, he's just hit himself in the head!" <laughs> no, I don't think he did it on purpose, like you know, but he just he was a bit yeah. So he uh, carry
0: on playing throughout the rest of the gig. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, fair yeah. He, he, he was like his face was just pouring with blood um and people were like oh is that part of the show and i was like no it's definitely just it himself in the head with this guitar
0: yeah not many people will will smash their their guitar their over there as part of the show like no it was, it was a bit <laughs> bizarre but yeah that, that was when that
1: that gig was it was just so good i mean it was 2001 i think it was and back then um, getting tickets was just a nightmare for things, wasn't it? There was no internet where you can, people people seem aggrieved at pressing refresh on, on an internet. Yeah. Back then it was like calling up or, I think I got my tickets through a local company called Solid Entertainment. And what they would do is put on a coach and you get a ticket and a coach and everything and trying to get as much cash out as possible. So I got mine that way. And um, that was how you got to gigs back then. So that's it internet took over
0: yeah well if you, if you think pressing refresh is, is um annoying if you have to call a number to get a ticket and you're always engaged or in a queue that's even worse like i got the, the poster to morpheus stadium yeah and it's basically two telephone numbers to call um and that's how you got your tickets yeah. you know you, you, and you you call and you wait online usually they're i don't know 50, 50 quid a minute or something <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah nightmare nightmare um i could see um so said you were you were sitting down towards the back was that at donaton he said or chepstow
1: no that that was at millennium stadium sorry millennium I just stadium to another gig there um but yeah that, that was at millennium stadium uh, years later to be fair yeah okay I, at the Donington one i was i was in in the front they called it the pit um which was which was good it was like a, a bit of a dash to the I was, I was obviously a lot younger there i was probably about 17 18 year old so as soon as the gate broke and it's like peg it to the front yeah yeah i get in that pit bit because if you get in there. You can actually leave. You get this band, and then you can leave, go to the toilet, and come back and still at the front.
0: Ah, so you kind of secured your place at the front there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was it was worth trying to get in that first sort of probably two or three hundred people, so that you can be at the be in that pit at the front, and then there was barriers breaking things up a bit more. But yeah, okay. it, was, it was amazing experience, and that 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 really did get me into stereophonic's then because it's like seeing them being inspired by them um, it, and it did inspire me. I remember saying to my friends at the time that I was at the gig with that, that I wanted to learn how to play Just Looking um, and that it, they all like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I did actually <laughs> learn how to play Just Looking, play guitar right. and obviously all the stereophonic songs, you know, you just want to learn them. Anyone that's. Yeah. that's uh, yeah and a fan will, will want to learn and them early songs as well are so good to play like yeah goldfish bowl and i always like raymond's shop <laughs> <a>
0: tune, <laughs> one, of one of my favorites that is one of my favorites not not to play but just to listen to um i i picked up a guitar not too long ago with the aim of learning to i don't have the patience for that to be honest but if what what's the best one to learn for a for a, for a beginner? What's the best best one I should try? The first one I should try.
1: Okay, the first the, uh, the best song to learn, if you've if you're really new to playing a guitar, I think is Mister Writer. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it you can play it, you can almost play it with two fingers if you just play the top scr- top string. So, um, I've showed some of my mates normally after a night out <laughs> having a few cans <laughs> and the guitar comes out and it's like oh you know i'll show you how to play mr writer and you can normally get a tune out of it but um to yeah. be fair once you've learned a few chords there's quite a few stereophonic songs that are they quite they're quite good to play yeah Only just looking is one of the harder ones to be fair because it's a bit more picky yeah,
0: yeah yeah so i i thought when i got it i thought something like um Billy Davies Daughter might be a good one to start because it's very slow and I thought that that might be easy to pick up, but
1: there's a bit I of a slide isn't my it? hand,
0: I, my hand coordination is awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a slide in Billy Davies Daughter, but um that's that's nice one to play again. Um but what if you know the chords to Billy Davies' daughter, then you're probably gonna be able to play most of um the yeah. first couple of albums because yeah the the the, the role of using the same chords you know yeah. it's just in a different
0: order I said I need to learn to play the chords I think <laughs> I I tried I tried to learn and I was I was on YouTube having bloody lessons um watching YouTube and I I could play a couple the first couple of chords but then I'm like holding but my fingers are covering the strings so I need to learn how to hold it properly Yeah um you know but, and moving between the chords quick enough if that makes sense um i'm sure it'll come i just need to stick to it but after a couple of days i was put the guitar down and i was like never again
1: (laughs) what you need need to do is get a tune out of it as early as possible so like if, if um when you're first learning you want something really easy to play with nylon strings so it doesn't hurt your fingers too much so that you can play the first thing, you, you, you just want to hear a song come out of it, don't you? That, yeah, and then yeah. you're happy, the smile yeah. comes on your face, played <laughs> just looking at whatever it is. But yeah, um, yeah um, my first electric guitar um, was being a Stereophonics fan. Every Stereophonics fan would want to have the Gibson SG, the red iconic guitar that Kelly plays. And that was the kind of guitar that I wanted. -hmm. I couldn't afford the Gibson SG. I was only a student, but um, I did get a a copied version of it, and it it looked amazing. But it was so hard to play because all the weight of the neck. So as soon as you let go of the neck, it just drops. Uh Ah. So uh, it it wasn't really a beginner's guitar to to have. Okay. I've now got
0: a. I've now got
1: a Epiphone Black Beauty electric guitar and various yeah. acoustics. Yeah,
0: nice, nice. Um, so they also inspired you to play the guitar. Then they've inspired everything so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they have. I've even got tattoos. I've, e- I've even got a tattoo. I don't know if you can make this. Up, you? Can you see? Um, Perhaps not. I'll 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 send you a picture, but um, okay. I've got a tattoo of, of the Gibson SG. Okay, nice. Uh, and that that's sort of a little bit of a homage
0: to stereophonics. And there's a few
1: uh, there's a bit of a Kelly there. if you can see that.
0: Okay, yeah, I can see the notes. Yeah, yeah, I It's can like see a silhouette of it. Kelly. I can see it, yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah. wicked, man. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah, so there's a little bit of uh you know, their their inspiration to me sort of I had to have it on me some as as some sort of I didn't want it to be a shrine as such, but there's a sort of silhouette there that I know yeah. that's Kelly. I know that's Kelly. Um It's a little tribute to them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I mean I tough. um I I see so many so, there's so many stereoponics tattoos and so many people are always like uh, you know give me some inspiration of, of phonics tattoos i mean i i don't have any tattoos but i always said um to my wife and we're going to talk about wedding songs soon but um we um we have some of you, you know couples have their song you know um we have we have a couple of phonics ones uh, mr and mrs smith being one um because that's what we're called mr and mrs smith um but our song is i want to get lost with you and and they were played at our wedding and i always said as as a as a tribute to my favorite band, but also as you know memories of my wedding you know i wanted to get something tattooed on my body somewhere as my first tattoo of um something like that and i thought you know like the sound waves may be just going around Sort of my my arm there, but um, I still haven't had the courage to do it yet. <laughs> and we've been married three years.
1: <laughs> it's interesting you say about your wedding songs because I'm I'm getting married, um, this summer, yeah. and it's it's one of them that's uh, running around my brain. Pardon the term. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me 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 and the uh, the the other half, we 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 keep having this conversation what song what song because we're big stereophonics fans we've we've been to um a few gigs together Um it's what we do generally yeah Um we just love to go to see the the, the shows every every year we start we, oh, should we go to next year's and then when it comes out it's like yeah let's yeah, go you have to go um, yeah so i mean we we've sort of spoke about, it and i i, I wouldn't I wouldn't have minded your opinion on what good wedding songs are out there, and it's interesting that you picked a wedding song that's stereophonic as well, and uh...
0: yeah. yeah, i mean we we talked about it like because we we thought Mr. and Mrs. Smith doesn't work, the story's not right for a wedding no.
1: um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know we um um, I want to get lost with you was was played at our wedding. It wasn't our first dance, but it was it was played as like an important song in the day kind of thing. Um, it's a tricky one, mate. I know I know how these conversations are going with with your partner. It's really hard, isn't it? Um, and it was difficult because my wife isn't a massive fan, much less than what your wife your wife to be sounds to be. Um, so it was difficult trying to convince her at first, you know. Um, but then we went to a gig not long after our engagement um, in the motor point in Cardiff, and they played I want to get lost with you. And we were dancing and we were all buzzing and she came round to the idea after that. Um, but it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because mm. they haven't done many what I will would call sort of lovey songs. No,
1: no the don't um Kelly's Kelly's first oh I mean he didn't really write a love song for three, four, five albums. He Yeah. He, just, he seems to just he likes a story more than writing about love. And um I suppose, you know, that's that's good, but it doesn't help me in this scenario because, uh, I mean, the, the obvious wedding song for Stereophonics um, is probably You're My Star um, because it's got the the lyrical content to it and it's a nice yeah, song, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah, but
0: yeah.
1: Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's, it's going to be the one. So it's, it's certainly one that we're thinking of potentially being a song. Um, Want to get lost yeah. with you as well. Quite like the acoustic version of that one actually that's
0: yeah i mean that, that that will work i think that would work you know it's it's softer more wedding feely to it mm.
1: um
0: you know it, it could be a good option um it's it's such a difficult decision to make it's because you know it's 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 going to be the biggest day of your life you know you it, it, you'll always feel like you have to get it right um you know so i I know very well kind of you know the thought that's going into it um and how difficult it is, but uh, we decided our first dance wasn't going to be as you know we picked something else to be our first dance, but um stereophonics was a big big part of the day and the and the music and stuff um at night um <laughs> I don't envy you at all, mate. I couldn't go. I couldn't go through that decision making again. Um, but I think the acoustic version of "I, w- I Want to Get Lost with You" sound is a very good choice. Mm. It's a very yeah. good option. Um, other than that, I I don't know. I don't even know what would come close.
1: No, no. There's a, there's really only that you're my star. Yeah. And we 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 quite like that. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, um, but other uh, Phonics fans might have heard of uh, Brian Fallon. Brian Fallon is a the singer from Gaslight Anthem. Okay, and, new one um, to me. Yeah, he he. Um, I, I I quite like Gaslight Anthem and Brian Fallon in particular. His solo stuff is very sort of folky, um, right. like uh-huh. American a bit Springsteen y. Folky. And uh, that was the first gig we went to as a couple. Um, so also looking at him as well. But truth be told, we're both um, more stereophonics fans in, in general. So yeah, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll be a stereophonics fan. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, do you know what i I think what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna when I put this out on social media, I am going to put it out and ask people for suggestions um, that might give you a bit of inspiration. Mm. Um, but what I will kind of end that point, of, point on is is what I said to my wife during the preparations for our wedding, it's as long as you and your fiance are happy, it can, you you can have any song that you want. Um, yeah. It's your song. It's your choice if it makes you happy. Then go with it. It doesn't matter what song it is.
1: Don't so you think though that you'll you'll sometimes come across a song and you'll think, "Wow, this is a a really beautiful song. And it's 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 sounding great." And then at the end, it'll be, "And then you cheated on me." But at the end of it, I said, got." And you're like,
0: yeah.
1: "Nope."
0: <laughs> ask what you need to do is ask whoever's in charge to turn it off before it gets to that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll we 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 would have just had the um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith come on down that one line, and that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
1: what a song that is, though! That is a banger. That song.
0: It is a wicked song, and uh, do you know what? If if the story wasn't what it was, it would be the perfect song for our wedding. Yeah, it would have been. But you know, let me know what you decide on, man
1: yeah i will i'll i'll um i'll let you know what we went with in the end
0: yeah um,
1: definitely like, i i think it'll be a stereophonic song. i th- i think yeah. we, i think we kind of know what it might be but uh, it will be interesting to know if you put it out there what what other suggestions might be i'm actually hoping yeah, out to like some of the he's done some quite good covers hasn't he you know like you like sexy thing and all that hasn't he and uh, yeah yeah I, to it's, be honest not it
0: was only, that. <laughs> yeah yeah it was only i'm gonna say within the last six months or so that i started listening to these stereophonics covers because um i've i've made my thoughts quite clear that i've always thought kelly was too good to to, to be a cover person you know mm. he writes so many amazing songs why do you want to cover but but when someone sent me the whole you know an m p three of every cover that they've done, and I listen to them, and some of them are incredible, yeah, and I'm like that's why he does covers because he does them so bloody well yeah. um you know i again, I've said it before, I'm not a massive fan of handbags on an album, I don't like the fact that there's a cover on an album, but the covers that he's done are incredible, most of them or if not all of them are incredible which
1: one's, which one's your favorite cover song just out? i
0: I like um, Gimme Shelter. Yeah. Because I, I like the Stones version as well. But um, I think he does it so well. Yeah, he does. He does yeah, it so it well. It's him. a great song as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, rocking song. I think for for a, a, an acoustic one that he did, um, I always thought Heart of Gold fit for him as well. It's um, yeah. just his sort of thing.
0: And it just yeah. sounds like it's a stereophonic song almost. That's it. And you know we were talking about the raspiness in his voice. Um, I think it's called something in the way Nirvana. I think uh, it's a Nirvana song. That one, his voice is just like mental. It's 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 amazing.
1: Yeah, that's that that actually um, it's in the new Batman film. I don't know if you've had a chance to, is to it? see it. No, no. Yeah, the, the um they have that running through it quite a lot. Um and uh, yeah a sort of made me think of the version that he did because it it, yeah. it it suits him I, I, yeah. I, I love Nirvana actually as well Kurt Cobain and stuff um, yeah amazing band but yeah great song that and it makes, is a cracker it, it, it just suits him some some of these songs just like you think oh they they could actually be a stereophonic song couldn't they but um, yeah it suits him and then,
0: he, and then he goes and covers you know um, songs that I would never thought he would like um, Lana Del Rey, for example, I thought, you know, I I would think no way would, could he cover a song by a female, first of all, but, you know, let alone someone she's got quite a distinctive voice. But again, he just smashes it out of the park and, and makes it his yeah. own again.
1: Of course, um, as well, it's probably worth mentioning the um, Best of You cover that he did. Yeah. Um, you know, Recently for, for Taylor. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, and he did. He, I've seen it going round. Someone's filmed it on the phone or something. Yeah. Um, it's been going round, and again he smashes that. And uh, I thought that was really tastefully done. Actually, yeah, from, uh, yeah. No,
0: it it was in all fairness when it, it showed. It showed a lot of class.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a good storyteller as well, isn't he? I mean, he he he's, that. That's a, one of the things in the stereophonic shows. I think that keeps them going every year and pe- keeps people going back is the stories people mm-hmm. like to hear the odd stories he tells about um you know touring with aerosmith and yeah him, him kissing richard's girlfriend or whatever it was and, and, the, <laughs> and the shepherd's pie and <laughs> oh,
0: the, shepherd's the, pie the best.
1: or the the snooker as as, as he
0: snuck <laughs> the snooker we call it down yeah snooker yeah um but the, the best the best is obviously when he thought um his mate was in bed with his girlfriend and he smashed his car up that's that's my favorite yeah um, up there with the shepherds pie
1: yeah and, and and again why was that not on the um on on the uh record that he, he put out that was completely cut out wasn't it
0: The don't let the devil take another day yeah yeah that's that's a storytelling album isn't it in between every song he tells a little story. i don't know i don't know because it's one that he tells quite often isn't it
1: yeah yeah Uh, it might it might be a little bit that he doesn't want um to be seen to be making money out of the situation or i don't know yeah um just one of them times and the the documentary um because that run with that um I never see it. I, I I missed it. So I'm one of these frustrated people trawling the internet trying to find a link for it somewhere. And it, it, it just isn't one that exists. I, why? Why haven't you done it so that the fans can see it? It was like two yeah. days or three days,
0: and then it was gone. Um, sort of a bit strange, really. Why Why wouldn't that have been released? Do you know what? It, you're, I think you're one of Thousands and thousands of people thinking the same. It's it's a very strange thing, and I always thought that at some point, especially with people like Amazon throwing money around at, at crap documentaries and crap mm. sports series now, why you know why Kelly hasn't put it out on something like Amazon Prime? He, not not that he needs money and and he's all about money, but he could make a fortune. Because mm. so many people want to see it, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know how many people would, would have watched it, but um, it's, it's it's strange why it's not available. Like mm. even you know, if you go on the dodgy internet, you normally download things from mm. the internet. It, you can't find it anyway, can you?
1: It's just nowhere. It's just nowhere, and I don't. I don't really understand
0: what the thinking
1: was behind going to all the trouble to film it yeah. to uh, you know host it on that website people paid to to see it for like three days or whatever it was it's like
0: an awful lot of trouble to have gone That's through it. they had a premiere for it i was yeah. going to say they put they put it in the cinema on the premiere as well didn't they it's yeah.
1: like so it's like i i, I, I don't quite i'm scratching my head as to thinking why have you limited the amount of money you could make from it
0: and not letting the fans see it, basically? Yeah. Um or giving yeah, a- it. It pro- it probably cost more to make than he made from people watching it, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I I would hazard a guess. And I mean Kelly's not or doesn't come across the kind of person that does things for money now. Okay. Um he's said before that he's turned down doing things like the voice and um things like that um to be on like these game shows and panels and stuff and it doesn't strike me as a kind of person chasing money it was a story that he wanted to tell the fans and i kind of understand that part but i don't understand why it's not something that's accessible or even if they could put something out to say we're gonna do something with it in the future or yeah just gone cold and it's just like why i don't understand yeah
0: no, it, it is a very strange one. Like you said, you know, if if you never plan to release it, just tell us so we can stop speculating, wondering. But because it just it came out for, like you said, two or three days, and and it's not been heard of or seen since. It's like people are thinking at some point they're going to release it. Mm. Um, and do you know what? I I really hope they do for people like your sake who who missed it the first time round get to see it. You mm. know, it, it it just doesn't seem not fair not the right word, but it it deserves to be seen by mm. you know by everyone I guess whoever wants to see it. You know, he he kind of talked about you know the troubles with his throat and stuff, like. Mm you know it, it you went through you must have gone through a lot of pain telling that story but you know it's not yeah. out there any for anyway, you know it's almost in vain in laying it all bare if no one's going to see it
1: yeah that's what i mean it's uh, it, i'm sure and maybe this podcast may, might dig something out where someone will go it was because of this um But even up until recently i see somebody saying i've been trying to find this documentary can and it's just a case of well now there is no way of watching it now it's yeah a short window of it was a a lot of effort went in for a short window of time to see something um and in a world nowadays i could have maybe understood this in the (laughs) early 90s or something like that when it was just a but now it's like there's there's so many different platforms, yeah, that he could share it. And I, like I say, I don't think it was done. I don't think he even planned to do it, did he? I think it, the footage was all sort of like thrown together, like on phones and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: a lot of it—it it, it seemed very scraped together. I, I'm not sure he sat down for any length of time and, and did, you know, interviews and stuff. But it, a lot of it was kind of dragging together bits and pieces. I think. Um you know and i think that weekend that it was released was christmas time as well which probably made it a lot more difficult i'm sure it was maybe a week or two before christmas which mm. may have made it difficult again for a lot of people to see it you know and uh, whatever shopping or you know what i mean it's it's yeah. a busy time of year for a lot of people but um you know fortunately i saw it but you know, um, was it what, were we two years down the line, now, three years down the line, maybe after it? I'd love to watch it again, yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah. Um, and and you know, fingers crossed, everything crossed, that they do um that he does something with it, even if he put it out on dVD, you know
1: yeah, that's what I thought you know they might do something or maybe release it um with it with a single or, or or something you know as a as a second cd sometimes they used yeah. to do that didn't they, they you get a, like
0: a little yeah a little cd with a, a dvd with a cd normally they'd have um music videos on them wouldn't they
1: yeah is it was it um got a go there to come back or something like that yeah where it sort of folded out and that had dvds in it or something i remember
0: i'm pretty sure pick a part that's new had a a DVD as well with it Mm. so I remember buying that single and um it was a DVD I'm sorry a CD is the single I'm sure it came with a DVD of the music video because I just remember watching that over and over again and then um like a couple of little postcards stills from the video I'm, I'm pretty sure I got them hang on
1: Here's one we made earlier.
0: I'm gonna feel stupid if I haven't but...
1: <laughs> is that a beer machine behind you?
0: It is mate, it is. Um,
1: it's living got, the dream.
0: Basically I I moved into this house um, in September and basically we. I said to my wife whatever we can go wherever you can buy whatever house that you want as long as it's got a garage and i can build a bar inside um so this is what it is so i call it my bar it's my podcast room so i've got all my stereophonics um um stuff behind me um i've got so my other love, my other love is chelsea so i've got all my shirts framed on the wall there i've got
1: the man cave.
0: A little oh, bar. Good, I've got a nice 120-inch projector screen over there. That my mates come round. We watch the footy. I've got a dartboard. I've got a pool table. I'm living the dream here, mate. <laughs> yeah, that
1: um, lo- that looks a good setup there. Nice little man cave.
0: It, it is this. I just spend most of my time my spare time in here. To be honest, have you got a fire player um, in there. I have. I have um nice. just over there. I'm, um but I was talking about the postcards I I don't have the ones from um pick apart well I don't have the one so the ones that I was talking about I remember it vividly it's a picture of each of them Kelly Stewart Rich in you know they had little mini Coopers didn't they yeah it's a picture of each of them in their car but I've got this this is another one from pick apart it's just like the You know uh still i don't even think it's a picture from the video i've got mr writer yeah i've got traffic and i've got local boy yeah um which at some point they're gonna go up here somewhere um but we're just about to have this um a lot of work done to this bar i'm having like french doors put in and stuff so I'll, i'll do it after that i think
1: yeah that'd be yeah that'd be sweet that won't it
0: yeah it's, it's i, I love that at the
1: back there i think that looks cool
0: yeah it's, it's getting there um i got what have i got this is a picture that um alex who was in episode i think three or four he's a photographer so he he um he's always in the pit you know at the front yeah um so, and he's got his um he's got a website where he sells all prints of gigs that he's done. So he sent me that blessing, um, which I love. Um, because it's got Kelly and Jamie and the, the band's name in there. This is probably the first aeroponics picture that I ever owned. Um, it's a picture by Scarlett Page, which I think done a lot of work with the boys right at the start. Um and it's signed, I think it's in, in commandment in their street here i've got a wedding card from the band on my wedding day wow and this is a, a birthday card to my daughter on her 14th birthday and then as i pointed out earlier i've just got the um morpher stadium poster there i think i've got that got... one yeah
1: somewhere and i might have that one the the one the page one that you said that's signed i think i've this got one... that but not signed yeah, yeah and uh, the, I the, the birthday cards um that people message natalie uh mm-hmm. their p a um I think it was my birthday last year that uh, I think my partner tried to uh, uh ask if if she could do some cards, but because of covid the band hadn't been together for a while yeah so so she says that the the wasn't doing it at that time but uh I, I I think that's quite a nice touch that that they that, that, that do stuff like that for your wedding day and stuff. That's, yeah. uh, that's a bit of class as well, isn't it? You know, the busy people.
0: That's it. And, you know, they are very busy people. But, you know, I think Kelly realises that just I don't know how long that would have taken them 20 seconds, 30 seconds. But mm. like, I'm not going to tell my wife, but that was probably the most excited I've ever been on my wedding day. That was the most exciting part of my day when she gave me that and I opened it I was like buzzing yeah absolutely buzzing but um I think a lot of people are, are saying that about Natalie now I don't think she's seen the boys for a long long time um you know for various reasons COVID being the main one um so hopefully fingers crossed you know things are starting to settle down now and maybe you know they'll start doing that again but you know we'll We'll see what happens
1: yeah yeah have you have you got much um signed in person
0: never met them and I've never met them um oh. for various reasons like first of all i'm too impatient to wait after gigs. I really am, and especially even if I wanted to wait, it would be you know my wife who usually comes to the gigs with me me, would, she probably wouldn't wait. Um, You know, she just wants to get home, you know, Um, but I'm, I'm I'm hoping at some point, you know, I've said on the last few episodes, since I've started doing this podcast, I met a lot of, a lot of Stereophonics fans, you know, like yourself, but, and a lot of them, they go on their own to these gigs and Mm. I've decided like, going forward that's what I'm going to do I'm going to just go on my own because you'll meet people like yourself and everybody else who has been on the podcast and all the guys who are part of you know the stereophonics community on Facebook and stuff and, and Instagram you know you, you once you get to that gig or even before the gig you all meet up in a pub you're not on your own man you know yeah that's- um, so think I'm thinking I'm going to start doing that um, you know from starting with their next door and hopefully, fingers crossed, you know I will get to meet them and get some stuff signed. Um, I did have a, I did have a, um, a momentous moment in this podcast's um, lifetime the other day when Jamie followed me on Twitter. Wow! Which which I was buzzing with, to be honest. In really? all fairness, he, he does he interacts with me quite a bit on Twitter, Jamie. Um, and he sent i don't know if you've seen any of the previous episodes but i did i did one um on christmas day where i basically just got like um a load of stereophonics fans um to send in you know like christmas well wishes and stuff and talk yeah. about their you know their favorite gigs or whatever whatever and jamie him, sent me one um which was i think it's the first person you hear on the christmas day episode so um yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and again it's 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 a few seconds to to him of his time but um you know it's it's always nice when you see that from them that they they don't think they're above doing that for for the fans and
0: stuff that's it i think you know kelly is as as much money as he's made and how famous he's become he's never kind of he's always got his, his feet on the ground he's ah. he's you know very humble um you know and, and I, I that's another thing I like about him
1: yeah yeah but well, to the, the the whole Jamie thing since he's been in the band as well I don't know if you feel the same as as I do but there's an L, there's there's that sort of tinge of Stuart Cable about him I don't know it's a hair whether it's the sort of arms a little bit more eccentric how he sort of lifts his arms up and and he's he he doesn't sit there at the back not wanting to you know is he's sort of is flamboyant quite a few of the shows now they they have a a little drum kit at the front of the stage don't they and i think that's uh that's that's a nice um touch that they do nowadays but uh, yeah Stuart cable was always sort of he was like that. Do you know what I mean? He was part of the show. He was he was a personality, yeah, yeah. and uh, I like the fact that Jamie is a personality. Not not the um, the other drummers that they've had are not personality. But it, he's he's almost a Stuart Cableish kind of
0: entity. Do you know what? <laughs> I I absolutely agree. Um, and I've said I've said this before he does remind me very much of stuart the fact that he he does have curly dark hair and he is sort of larger than life character but it's like you know stuart was a very not, not childlike isn't a word you know but he liked to have a laugh and the joke and play about jamie's exactly like that um you know he, the way the way they play they're very energetic and I'll always remember like Stuart, socks. <laughs> the socks, <laughs> the socks, he loves uh, he loves a good pair of socks. Um, but you know, when Stuart was always kind of playing up to the camera, when he's playing, if there's a camera in his face, he's poking his tongue out, he's making silly faces. And like, yeah, Jamie is almost not centre the stage. But you know, like, when the gig finishes, Jamie almost comes to the front and kind of takes his applause doesn't he yeah and I love it about him I love it about him he's, he's like a very Stuart like character and I love he it is.
1: he is and I think it's um you know since he's sort of been on board with them and I, he just suits he just suits the dynamic of stereophonics the same as Adam as well actually um they've just got that like the 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 get what the stereophonics are sort of about what, when they're performing and stuff, um, but yeah, I've 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 thought that actually that he, he does suit the band and there's a, there's a, just a little bit of Stuart Cable in him,
0: yeah. Um, just and I think guy. you know yeah. he's just buzzing to be there because he always said he was a massive fan of the band and he he it's almost like every day is Christmas Day to him because he's playing in one of his favorite bands. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, <laughs> I think he's excited every time he plays.
1: Yeah, um, I've I'd, 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 like I say, I'd, I'd, I've always been impressed with him. He's so good. His his solos that he does, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Smith and everything. And he yeah, he just suits the band. I remember I remember um, when I when I met when I met Kelly, um, it was in Hull. Mm -hmm. at the ice theater i think it was something whatever it was and um i was right at the front and it was uh, i remember um i don't remember much of the gig actually other than being right at the front and it was uh what was the song that i remember most jealousy okay i remember jealousy being like played i could almost i could almost reach him he was that close and um, the security at the front on the barrier said oh you know if you're big fans and you want to sort of wait someone in the crew's leaving and they're having a bit of a party so if you're willing to wait you will actually get the chance to sort of meet him nice so i was like oh nice one yeah i'll i'll wait for him and uh, so the gig ends everywhere you know just, just everyone disappears and there's a clutch of about 9 or 10 avid fans just waiting and it was bitterly cold it was so cold and we was waiting from about i think it's about 11 o'clock you get out normally isn't it half 10 11 when these yeah. finish and we waited till half past 3 in the morning and um we eventually met him um and it was—I mean, it was—it was amazing to meet him. Um, tell it—I told him the story that I, I told you previously about the just looking and saying to, that I wanted to play guitar and that I learned. And the look—the look he gave me was a, like, "Wow!" I can i will still see the—the the look he gave me as if to say, "I'm—I'm I'm pleased that I've done that for you," sort of thing. Yeah. yeah it was, it was quite—it was quite a nice moment for me. Um. But yeah, absolutely freezing. Um, and he he came out and uh, he he was intoxicated to say the least. <laughs> Richard, put, Richard put his arm around me um, for a photo, and he, his words to me were, "Don't squeeze me too hard. I need a piss." <laughs> and there it is. was um, unfortunately uh, it was when um, Stuart Stuart wasn't in the band at that time. He'd been um, sacked at that time, and it was when they had uh Gorman in from the Black Crows.
0: okay yeah
1: so I met um I think it's Steve Gorman um he signed and, and they all signed everything and the person supporting that day was Tim Burgess of okay Jealousons. and uh, the the one thing I remember about the gig other than this song Jealousy um because it's not one you would hear now um but I remember hearing that and thinking wow what a song Um, But um, I remember Tim Burgess being the support and the lights completely went out mid song. Just pitch black, the whole place was pitch black and he just kept singing in the dark. (laughs) And he finished this song, he started singing the next song and then the lights came back on. and. a bizarre moment that i've never seen at any other gig and i don't know again if any of your people listening might re- recall that and comment on it but um i remember seeing tim Burgess and uh saying to him i can't believe you you played a, pretty much a full song in the dark and he was like i had no idea what to do i just kept saying <laughs> <laughs> and i thought yeah he's, he's a seasoned pro as well charlatans are really good live i don't know if you've ever seen them Class. Not
0: live, but during the time that you talked about, you know the brick pop. You know, I I did like a bit of the Charlatans at that round about that time. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He was he was really good. He was really good. um They've had some good support over the years, haven't they? That they, they do seem to sometimes they go for something a bit left field, a bit something up and coming. But um I'm I'm going to see them on Friday at the o2 yeah in, yeah in london and i think it's katie tunstall which uh, yeah and she's a seasoned pro isn't she she's been out there for a while
0: she's been around for a bit though
1: mm. and that, i quite like her music as well so i'm looking forward to that one
0: yeah i mean you mentioned the um you mentioned like some of the supports like a couple of them have, have raised eyebrows recently i think john dylan thomas um raised a, a few eyebrows i'm not sure you know he's he's quite unknown to me but mm. um you know i think when when they announced it a lot of people were like who kind of thing yeah um you know i, I don't know how he went down with it, with with the stereophonics fans at that gig but um yeah they they do go for sort of like you said blackfield um you know up and coming um up and coming artists um tom spake obviously on the jeep tour as well um yeah. a, a similar choice i guess um which again tom was someone who who sent in a christmas message for us and a little story about supporting them and stuff so um fair play to tom for that um, yeah
1: but yeah That's what it's I, about I, though isn't it it's uh, you know you you've got to we all we all turn our radios on in the morning going on to going into work and thinking the the music of today is pretty shocking like um and if we don't give someone a stage how can they be heard you know so I, i'm i'm always open to hearing new things and i i quite yeah. like whole spotify you know when it says you might like this yeah and there's so many bands and Loads of bands that I've got into just from that. It's like, well, yeah, a a song is a song, you either like it or you don't. If you don't like it, that's fair enough. Um, But I have the Wind and the Wave, um, who supported them a little bit, that they're a cracking little band, aren't they? You know, yeah, I know Kelly's a
0: a massive fan of them, isn't he?
1: He, He's a massive fan of them, Kelly. He's he's meant to be doing something with them, isn't he? Or yeah, yeah. That's
0: interesting, That's and you know like jamie's i don't know if you've seen um it, i don't know if you keep an eye on jamie's social media he's done a lot of work with artists as well outside of stereopronics yeah um, he put he put out an album um a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so um which is a cracking album again um mm. you know so I like that they're working with sort of up and coming bands and stuff um you know and it, you know they're always willing to to help and stuff um and give them sort of a platform like you said um, yeah which I, is great
1: i i percent think well you know sometimes it is nice to see someone you know but yeah. then i think of all the times i've seen feeder and think <laughs> <laughs> throw me something else kelly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah About this i spot. mean
0: yeah i i, I guess you know i think I always get that you have some you know a support act to to kind of warm the band warm the you know warm the audience up but i I also part of me thinks you know that the phonics have got so many bangers they could just do it all on their own you know what I mean yeah that's it they it? they could i think that this tour I think they're playing twenty plus songs like that's incredible, yeah, it's incredible, and every one of them is you know a banger it's a you know. Mm. i think most of them are singles and you know one that you know all of them are are, 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 are songs that ev- most people will know you know what i mean you know you yeah, don't get any
1: you can't pl- you can't please everyone you're always gonna have to not you know play everything that everyone would want but yeah. they have what two two and a half hours to sort of just farm out as much as they can don't they yeah yeah and he likes a little chat in between which it which is all part of it
0: yeah yeah well apparently on this tour he's cut that down a little bit you know he's not doing so much talking on this tour which i think he's done to kind of squeeze a few more songs in because um what i like about this tour as well every set list seems to be different you know he's surprising each venue with you know a kind of one unique tune to, to that venue kind of thing, which I think is great, and he's bringing some some bangers back. He's done Billy Davy's daughter recently yeah. um I'm sure I think he done same Size Feet at one of the previous you know one of the recent ones as well um i I can't wait for Cardiff man.
1: <laughs> oh is that is that the next gig you're you're booked in for?
0: Yeah, in June in June would oh,
1: be great yeah but like i say i only went to cardiff that one time it was at millennium stadium i was really excited to go but um the tickets were were not the best um and i was sat right at the back and i i just it it was probably my least enjoyable gig um unfortunately because sitting at the back of a sitting at a, sitting a gig. I mean, I, I mean, that that shouldn't be a thing for me. I was
0: going to I was going to ask you what's 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 your opinion on standing versus sitting
1: I've all, all the gigs that I've sat at, I've always thought I really wish I was down there um, where I could stand where I want and um, be dancing along with everyone else. It's, yeah. it's just that that weird feeling of knowing if you're allowed to stand up. <laughs> to <enjoy laughs> you would want to
0: piss off the people behind.
1: Yeah. And there's, there's, there's a granny behind you that's like tutting at you and you're like, oh, I'll go in the aisle then. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah. like nah, that's awkward, tickets, isn't it? That's that. The only times I haven't seen stereophonics is if I've not been able to get a standing ticket because I've sort of ruled out now if I can't get a standing ticket I'm not going to go to the gig. So I've been fortunate enough to go to enough, like I must've been to 15, 20 gigs easily. Um, they even did a a gig at the auditorium in Grimsby, which is my hometown. And, uh, I was, I I, I just could not believe that stereophonics were coming to Grimsby. (laughs) (laughs) It It was like, it was, it was ace as well. Such a good gig. Um, but yeah millennium stadium i remember that the whole day was brilliant went to see cardiff castle and think oh this is where cardiff castle was filmed um and just everything's everyone's buzzing for stereophonics there quite rightly because it's it's almost like their home sort of town Um, um but yeah the actual gig itself wasn't the best and there was, there was some good support there as well. I seem to remember Ocean Colour Scene being there for that. Not
0: that a bad support band, one. that, is
1: it? Yeah, Ocean Colour Scene, Feeder and a, a few other ones, maybe Ash. They was, they was uh, around with Stereophonics a little bit back then. Yeah. But, um, I see a band called The Dead Sixties who supported Stereophonics once, and they're good if, if, yeah. if you wanted something to listen to. But yeah, some good bands over the years.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I
1: think the enemy—they were a good band that uh, supported them in Sheffield once when I went to see them with, uh, with one of my friends, Andy. Yeah, it's um, yeah. You get sometimes you just get to see a little a little gem. You think, oh, the enemy, and then they they brought out a real great album after that. Um, yeah, live and die in these towns or something like that. I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. Good times. <laughs>
0: so no sit no stand uh, no sitting at gigs
1: not for me what do you do do you
0: know know what i i would always prefer standing i would always prefer standing um for the reasons that you mentioned um i have done sitting um and i am doing sitting in, in june um i do i do have a valid reason we're taking we're taking my next door neighbor who's very elderly i don't want to insult her by saying very elderly but um 60 plus let's say um because she wants to t- see tom jones um and she's a single woman i thought you can come with us so we, we got her a ticket the the knickers on
1: the <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but i thought i can't we can't make her stand um so i'm gonna do what i said and i'm gonna get a standing ticket for the friday night and just go on my tods um and and just bump into a few people while i'm there so i'm gonna do both i think in june um the only other time i've done sitting um was at the cardiff city stadium um keep the village alive tour keep the summer alive i think it was called um and i took my dad that time um and the only seats the only um tickets we could get was sitting but i thought i just have to go to that one um but i'm like you i think i would much prefer standing Mm. um you know if i really want to go and there's only sitting available i I probably would but i don't Mm. enjoy sitting for the reason that you said you know i always feel awkward standing up um you know you can't you can't have a you can't have a dance, you can't stand up. You can't really enjoy yourself when you're sitting, I feel. I mean, the, it's it's one of them, isn't it? If everyone stands up,
1: um and you know, you you can start to feel like you're in it more then. Um yeah. so yeah, it's it's just that awkwardness of seeing one or two people starting to stand up in front of you and then it's like, Oh well, <laughs> shall we, shall we not? Like yeah. we people laugh and it's like, Oh sod it, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like being at the football. I mean, um, I went to the Wales game last week, and, and as soon as the person in the front stands up, the people behind them stand up, and all of a sudden the whole stand has to stand up because mm. no one can see. And you know, once that once that happens, you know, if if you choose to stay seated or or whatever, you, you just you're not going to be able to see. Mm. Um, you know, but it yeah. If it's one or two dotted around it just it creates problems because i always feel bad for standing up i want to stand up and i want to enjoy the gig but i feel bad for the people behind me like you said you know people tucked in and and stuff or even worse you know they they tap you on the shoulder and tell you to sit down um (laughs) they're they're probably not going to get a very nice choice of words from me but it is what it is i guess
1: yeah, yeah, I think I think it's just safe to go with a standing ticket. Um and me me personally now I've seen him enough times that I, I would I just prefer to stand and go where yeah. I want. You know, the last I'll I'll, I'll send you a video of my, the last gig I went to with my partner. Um and we was right at the end of the bit that stuck out. So okay, like, yeah. seeing, like seeing him doing um I think it was a solo to Mr. and Mrs. Smith actually. And you know, it's just wow. And you, you wouldn't be able to get that from a seat. That like being sat at the side. Um, you've got you've got to sort of be on the ground to see that,
0: yeah. really. Kind of uh, looking looking up at him when he comes out onto that little runway.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, I, I really like that they've started doing that actually. because uh, yeah. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's not that long. Not, not not they haven't been doing that for for very long, have they? It's the last two or three no. gigs. I sure. think the oh. first
0: the first time that I saw them do that was um, I can't remember which tour it was, but it would have been round about twenty eighteen, maybe, mm. and they kind of almost had like a little living room feeling on the end of this runway you know i think they had a lamp there maybe a sofa and it was almost like a little living room feeling um to it and i can't remember what they did i think they might have done um caught cheating um while they were down there kind of a few of the slower songs kind of thing but i i thought it was a great touch you know they yeah. they they almost come into the crowd and it's a very intimate feeling you know Mm. intimate feeling to it um but yeah they haven't been doing that very long
1: no no it's 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 definitely a nice touch Um, and it looks like they've got that on this tour as well so um yeah i'm I'm pleased about that and just sometimes like stages i mean you don't it doesn't need to be massive does it? it just it just needs to feel like you're, inclu- you're included wherever you are in the stadium so to speak yeah so if yeah. you are halfway across even if you see him at least you're gonna you're gonna see him a, a bit nearer um, yeah yeah it works i think
0: no definitely definitely and you know from the videos that i have seen from the recent gigs you know when he does come out and you know play play maybe a little um guitar solo it, all those fans by the side of they just go mental
1: yeah 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 um, and then
0: obviously they come down at the end as well to take their applause and stuff like again that's a little bit more intimate um you know so yeah i like it is it? it
1: is it, also a few times now when i've been to see him he does that sort of cheeky where he's going to walk off and then he comes back <laughs> and then he's walking, and then he comes back. Yeah, like a little. <laughs> and then he comes back again. He and he does it and does it and does it, doesn't he? So he really does ride that till the wheels fall off, like.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, just a little bit of humour there. I like that.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's again that's another thing that's kind of come into him. Maybe not recently, but he wasn't always like that. You know, he. You know, he's a little bit not a comedian, but like you said, a little bit of humour, whereas. You know a few times i've seen him in the past maybe especially in the early days quite serious yeah um, you know and i think i i don't know what it is but i i like it you know he, he's kind of found found himself as a bit of a he does play to the crowd a little bit now um well he did yeah. that
1: sort of he, he he had um a slot on radio too didn't he for a for a couple of weeks and it suited him where you know, just introducing songs and talking a little bit about, and it's like that's like typical Kelly, really. He could have been sat in his front room, uh, recording. yeah,
0: yeah. And I think I'm sure he said like that's that's completely out of his comfort zone as well. Mm. But you know, it just listening to him, um, because he, he 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 covered a few slots, didn't he? Mm. Um, you know, just listening, it, it's almost natural, yeah, you know, um, for. You know someone who a lot of people say is quite shy that's like an interesting thing to do you know if you are a shy person you know mm. you, you, that's something that you wouldn't do but um again you know something that seems so natural you know to him
1: yeah yeah
0: it's uh, it did come natural to him and
1: it's it makes you think you know when he gets to the time when he thinks oh you know i can't do touring or anymore you could see him being involved in radio or something, couldn't you? he's, he's got that yeah, voice. No, uh, it does, that's got a sort of like a, a sort of warm voice. I don't even mean like when he's singing, I mean just when he's talking. Yeah. yeah. He's got a warm voice. So I could see him on doing a bit of radio more and more, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it it, it would be interesting to see what, you know, and, and get in touch with this, it, not anytime soon, but what he plans to do after the band's you know mm. to see you know how how his future is going to be I, I hope he doesn't just disappear you know into you know um just disappear mm. and and do nothing and enjoy his life which he deserves to do but for our benefit i hope he st- sticks around <laughs> and does something you know
1: i think i think um there's a chance that he he might go into something maybe with film or um he talked about great graffiti on the train he wanted to do like some sort of film behind that didn't he that didn't yeah didn't end up being happening well didn't happen in the end so but he, he also before he before he was in stereophonics he he said he said that he got offered a job writing for the bbc or something so yeah. he's clearly got talent beyond just the singing you know and and the band and everything so yeah he could we, we could be um even even when he decides to Hang up his mic, or however you would say it, but yeah, he he might still he might still be around us in some other form.
0: Yeah, well, well, hopefully, you know, like you just said, the the stories. could you imagine how how great a film Graffiti would be? You know, how how good a film Local Boy would be, and mm. you know, and things like that. Like, um, you know. Even you know if he if he always talks about his and Stuart's relationship and where they come from, that would even be a great a great movie. You know, two two boys coming from nothing, or three mm. boys coming from nothing, and absolutely, you know, a dead end street as he calls it, and it is. You know, there's nothing there in Commandment or Abade, day. You know, to, to become what they have. Mm. You know, that's a wicked. That would make a wicked film
1: yeah and it is fascinating when he when he tells his stories and um yeah i, I think it's possible that that could could end up being something in the future maybe well um, he's definitely got the talent for writing so he he, he might do it
0: definitely definitely so just before we finish talk to me without mentioning your favorite talk to me about some of your favorite songs
1: okay so um i'd, I'd have to say just Looking is one of my favourites because um, obviously that was the song that first got me hooked in, and into Stereophonics and inspired me to play guitar, to be fair. Um, so Just Looking is definitely one of them. Ugh. Other songs, I do like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, I quite like some of the sort of Jeep album, actually. Um, Mr. Writer and um, Rooftop. Um, mm-hmm. Watch Them Fly Sundays, all them sorts of songs that you think you never hear them, but you hear them, they come on on the, on the CD player or whatever, and you think, wow, this is a great yeah, song, yeah. I never hear this song. Um, and I quite like on the new album, I quite like um, quite like running around my brain. Um, That's my I favorite like from it. the new album. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's got something from that very first little riff. Um, very ACDC, isn't it um yeah could almost be an ACDC song so yeah they're the ones that sort of spring out to me Um i can think of (laughs) (laughs) but i like them all to be fair off the off each album like there's there's a few definitely and i I, the 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 first album um like goldfish bowl and raymond shop I, i mentioned that before in the pod they're good tunes as well
0: yeah amazing amazing um, ultimately, which one can we play you out to? What's your ultimate favourite?
1: My ultimate favourite song without a shadow of a doubt is A Thousand Trees. What a song.
0: Nice. 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 <laughs> Love it. What an amazing song. What an amazing way to end. Um, Andy, it's been amazing speaking to some great stories. Um, You know great chat um i look forward to listening to a thousand trees at the end i don't think we've had that one selected yet so amazing um enjoy the gig did you say friday
1: yeah friday in london the o2
0: nice enjoy the gig mate Um, and stay in touch We'll, we'll catch up soon yeah
1: yeah absolutely thank you for having me on really appreciate that paul thank you
0: no worries mate thank you very much for your time
2: stop with my shopping in my hands when i'm over here in elder ladies as the rumors start to fly i hear them in the schoolyard in the scrapyard in the chip shop in the Phone box, in the pool hall, at the shoe stall, every corner turned around Starting with a schoolgirl, who was running, running home to her mom and dad Told him she was playing, in the change room, of the local football side I said, tell us again, she told him again, tell us the truth He found it hard to believe, cause he taught I was Steve, he even trained me Told him good John as a father of three, only takes one tree To make a thousand matches, only takes one match. To burn a thousand trees Thousand trees Seed in the classroom of a swimming pool With a matchstick man and man At the scouts hall, at the football With the wise he trust the pay They all know his name, did a lot for the game Got his name marked up above the sports ground gates And they're ripping them down, stamping the ground picture together his best in the bar and the line, you each one, tree. Make a thousand matches, only takes one match To burn a thousand trees. Them down, stepping the ground, put together dust in the barn, the only takes one tree to make a thousand matches, only takes one match to burn a thousand. Trees. thousand